Week 10 in the NFL has come and gone. It's about time to take a look at the postseason picture, see where we are, see who's a pretender, and see who's a real championship contender. We're going to get into sort of a tier list in today's episode of the NFL teams. I hope you enjoy it. Without further ado, let's get into it. First of all, I'd like to thank anyone listening or watching on YouTube, wherever you're viewing this, whatever platform you're watching this on. I really appreciate your support. Uh, if you're interested, if you're listening on an audio platform and you're interested in checking out the YouTube, it's youtube.com slash at lots of thoughts sports. If you're on YouTube, you're interested in checking out the podcast on an audio platform. It's just lots of thoughts sports. Uh, you can also visit our website, lots of thoughts. Uh, I'm sorry, lots of thoughts.godaddysites.com that you can access the podcast and the YouTube, as well as all the socials, the Instagram, the Twitter, the Facebook, the LinkedIn, the uh, TikTok, all on that website, as well as merchandise. If you're interested in each individual platform, Instagram at lots of thoughts sports, TikTok at lots of thoughts sports, Twitter at LOT sports pod, and on Facebook, lots of thoughts, a sports podcast. If you're watching on YouTube, you notice that this is not a usual template. Uh, I am not coming at you full screen uh, where you can see my face in every feature of my living room. But it's instead a tier list of contenders, pretenders, and tanking. And I'm going to do my best for the audio listeners to kind of walk you through what you're seeing. Um, I essentially have a tier list. If you're not familiar with the concept, it's pretty straightforward. You'll figure it out as we go along. There's separate categories that we put teams into. Uh, in this case, you could there's tier lists for every you know subject on earth, but in this case, we're doing the NFL teams where I think they fall in terms of a contending team, a team that's pretending to contend and is not there, and a team that is tanking or really should be tanking. As we currently sit, it is uh, Monday night, ten o'clock, roughly Eastern time, uh, on um, the East Coast here in New York City. Uh, so the Monday night game is still going on. That would be between the Eagles and the Commanders. So week 10 is not officially over. However, even if the Eagles lose this game or win this game, they're going to be the number one seed, I believe. Yes, because they beat the Vikings. So they'd be the number one seed. And even if the Commanders win this game, they're still going to be the eighth seed. So the playoff picture is the same. And how I feel about them is probably the same. The Commanders might no, they're still going to be in the same tier. We'll get to that in a little while. But as the playoffs currently sit in the AFC, we have the division leaders being the Chiefs, the Dolphins, the Titans, and the Ravens. And then the three wildcard teams all being from the AFC East, the Jets, the Bills, and the Patriots, with the Chargers and the Bengals actually in a dead heat with the Patriots for that seventh spot. And then in the NFC, we have the Eagles, the Vikings, the Seahawks, and the Buccaneers as the division leaders. And then the wild cards, the Giants, the Cowboys, and the 49ers with the Commanders, Packers, and Falcons, and Cardinals all just behind that, but still, you know, a game or so out. So I preface that to say that the playoff teams right now are not all contenders. And I'll get into that as we go along. But um, let me make sure I have the standings up here on my other monitor so I can follow along. Okay. I was going to start in order that they're appearing on the tier list maker, as you see on YouTube, but I feel like we should just get the tanking teams out of the way. The teams that don't have a shot at the playoffs, the teams that may be looking for a new starting quarterback or maybe already have a young starting quarterback. And so I'll go through each of those. Uh, first of all, we have the Atlanta Falcons here. Atlanta is currently four and six. They're not making the playoffs. Marcus Mariota is not their franchise quarterback. They looked awful against the Panthers, who are also going to be in this tier. Spoiler alert. Uh, as we get to them in a second. Um, but 
is Desmond Ritter the guy? That's the question for them. I don't know if they're going to answer that this year. If they are, that's great. If they're not, you know, that'll that'll be uh, up to determine next year. Um, but I think that they're obviously a tanking team. Maybe they're on the upper end of the tanking teams in terms of talent because they've got some good young talent on that roster. Uh, but they're definitely in the tanking category. Next up, we have the Panthers. Panthers are awful. They're awful. And that's okay. That, you know, there's a phrase where uh i forgot who popularized it but it's in football and it comes up quite often about teams uh, that are that are bad the, the saying is something to the tune of if you have more than one quarterback you don't have a quarterback and that's exactly what carolina has they have three quarterbacks and they don't have a single quarterback they have baker mayfield they have sam Darnold, and they have pj walker who are all not starting quarterback material and that's okay because you can find an NFL career as a backup. And and I think at least PJ Walker and Baker Mayfield will be good backups. Baker Mayfield might become more of a journeyman, you know, Josh McCown type, but PJ Walker's a decent backup. And Sam Darnold, you know, he he may be a decent backup one day. Um, it's just my Jets hatred talking, but um Carolina's lacking talent in a lot of other areas. They have shown a little bit of resolve since trading Christian McCaffrey. They're running the crap out of the ball, but maybe that was just against Atlanta. They're still sitting here in three and seven near the bottom of the division. They're obviously not trying to make the playoffs. And they should be looking for a franchise quarterback next year if that wasn't already clear. The next team I'm going to automatically eliminate is the Browns. They currently sit at three and six uh, with Jacoby Brissett at the helm. They're not a bad football team, but they're not a good football team. When Deshaun Watson comes in, who knows? This team could be a playoff team. They could be a contending team. I'd be eager to see. I don't think he's going to get back in time for them to turn it around, which is you know right around the corner. I think it's only in a week or two that he'll be returning. Uh, but I don't think they have enough to really make a run at the division or at the playoffs, especially with the lack of talent on the roster outside of the running back position. I mean, Amari Cooper's decent. The defense is good, of course. Uh, but I don't think they have enough offensive weapons overall to really make a run. Next up here, um, debating which tier to put the Broncos in, whether to put them in the tanking or pretending category. I'll leave them for pretending later on. I'll put the Lions in the tanking category. They're definitely intending to tank. They don't have their franchise quarterback yet. Jared Goff's not the guy, but they're starting to get some firepower on offense, right? Uh, Amon Ross St. Brown has looked really good. They they have, um, what's his name? The running back. Oh my gosh, I'm blanking right now on their their running back's name this is embarrassing uh but they've they have started to build some talent right aiden hutchinson looks like an impact player deandre swift is the guy who i was bringing up jamal williams has been performing for them as well um they're starting to accumulate some good offensive talent and a few good defenders they still have a ways to go to build a decent offense their defense is is bad they're i should i shouldn't have said a decent offense they have a few more years to go before they build a decent team. And Jared Goff could be the quarterback to that decent team if they decide so, or a new quarterback could be that. But they're clearly not ready to compete. They're clearly just trying to rack up the losses and, and get another high pick. And I don't blame them. That's really where their franchise is currently sitting. Next up, we have the Texans. The Texans might be the worst team in the league. They currently sit at 1-7-1 and seven and one at the bottom of the AFC South, which may be the worst division in the NFL, if we're being honest. It's either them or the NFC South. Um, they don't have a lot of talent. Davis Mills is not the guy. Brandon Cooks looks incredibly unhappy. Damian Pierce looks promising. They have, you know, several impact defenders. Uh, but, you know, they're obviously not, they're not good. And they lack talent all the way around. 
I really feel bad for Lovey Smith for the situation he's in down there because Bill O'Brien really, really screwed it up. I will say Bill O'Brien was not a bad head coach. He was an awful GM, and that really cost them. So, you know, they still have a few years before they're ready to compete. I wouldn't be surprised if they're drafting a quarterback earlier in this first round. Maybe C.J. Stroud would be the choice. Uh, but nonetheless, they're definitely in that bottom tier here. And then next up, we have their division partner, the Colts. And I, even though they're four, five, and one, I'm going to put them in the tanking category. They have an outside chance of winning this division if if Derrick Henry broke his leg or something like that. But otherwise, they're not going anywhere. Matt Ryan looks bad. Uh, Sam Ellinger looks worse. Uh, their head coach is gone. Jeff Saturday is their head coach, which, by the way, I haven't talked about on this platform, but. The fact that the Colts fire their head coach and then instead of hiring an interim form within when they where they have very good options with previous head coaching experience, Gus Bradley, uh, John Fox, they're on that staff. Um, instead, they bring Jeff Saturday out of the TV world to head coach on the sidelines, despite not being a part of the team through the first half of the season. It, it might just be crazy enough to work and it might just be crazy enough to go down in flames. Nonetheless, they don't have a quarterback. They don't have a, a crazy amount of talent outside of Jonathan Taylor and Michael Pittman. So they're definitely in this bottom tier, even though their record's a little higher than most of the people that I'm, most of the teams that I'm putting in this tier. Next up, we have the Jaguars. They're an easy choice for this tier three and seven. I'm a little uninspired by Trevor Lawrence, but that's okay. I mean, it's his second year. I'm a little uninspired by most of the quarterbacks from his class. Uh, but the team around him has shown some flashes, right? Christian Kirk seems to be a good pickup. They, they, they Travis Etienne looks like a very good running back, first round caliber running back. Uh, they got rid of James Robinson to give him more of a role. And that was a great move for them, especially if that pick turns into the fourth that it could. I think they're right where they want to be. Uh, Doug Peterson has certainly made a, a culture shift, which I guess any coach could have done from urban Meyer, but I think the Jaguars are going to be looking to add some talent in next year, next year's off season. Next offseason, uh, should I say? Uh, I don't know necessarily how much cap room they have, but they should have a relatively early pick to spend on a skill position player. And considering this class is quarterback deep, and there's a lot of teams that need a quarterback, I could see them getting a high talent, you know, skill position wide receiver, running back, tight end sort of player, or even a, a, an impact defender early on. And that can, that'll really complement their young core they're building. But for now, they're in the tanking category. Next up, we have the Raiders. Jesus. I don't think I've ever been more wrong on an NFL take on this platform. And it's only, you know, I've only had this platform for a few years, but I put out a tweet that I've referenced on this podcast many times, a thread of tweets rather of NFL bold takes. Oh, I'm sorry. My lighting is poor. I'm sorry for the YouTube audience. Sorry about that. Um, I put out a take that said that AFC West was going to have three playoff teams and the Denver Broncos were not one of them. Mostly because I didn't believe in Russell Wilson. I didn't believe in the new Denver Broncos regime. And boy, was I correct on that, that I aced that. No problem. The problem is I, I said three playoff teams from the AFC West, which entails that the Raiders would be one of them. And they're, they're very much not. They're worse than the Broncos. Derek Carr looks lost. Uh, their head coach shouldn't be a head coach in my opinion, but that's besides the point. Um, I, I just don't think they have a lot of talent on the roster. Devontae Adams and Aaron Rodgers split up and neither one seems happy. Uh, Devontae Adams is with his old college quarterback, but seems to not be on the same page with him. And I could do a whole episode on, on wide receiver splits, right? You see Tyreek Hill and Patrick Mahomes splitting and they both seem incredibly productive without each other. But this is one of those cases where it really didn't work where Devontae Adams needs Aaron Rodgers and Aaron Rodgers needs Devontae Adams. The Raiders have other pieces, right? Josh Jacobs, Darren Waller, although he's on the IR. But 
just not enough talent overall. Their defense lacks key playmakers outside of Max Crosby. So yeah, they're, they're definitely in the tanking category. I wouldn't be surprised if they try for a new quarterback next year. Just, I'm just saying if they get a high enough pick, we'll see. Um, Next up, we have the saints. Saints are comfortably in that category three and seven at the bottom of the NFC South. I go back to the conversation of uh, that. I talked about with the Panthers. If you have more than one quarterback, you don't have a single quarterback and that's what they have. They have three guys that I think could all vie for the starting job. Taysom Hill, uh, Jameis Winston and Andy Dalton. I think they're all in that same tier. And I think Jameis Winston's the best of them as a quarterback. That is, I think Taysom Hill is the best player overall, but Jameis Winston is the best quarterback, but, Considering that's a question, and these are three guys that are right around the back end of the NFL in terms of starting quarterback, I'm not confident in the Saints going forward. Uh, Michael Thomas can't stay on the field. Alvin Kamara's talent's being wasted. Guys like Demario Davis uh, are probably going to, you know, make their way out of town next offseason. I think Sean Payton kind of kept them afloat and kept them, you know, mediocre rather than bad uh, for several years. And now that he's gone, it's kind of fallen apart. They're obviously in the contending tier and they're another team. I wouldn't be surprised if they go for a franchise quarterback in the draft, assuming they have a high enough pick anyway, because they might win a few games just off of their, you know, running back and, and their, uh, should I say minimal talent on defense, but you still, there's still some talent nonetheless. The next tanking team I have is the Pittsburgh Steelers, which feels wrong to say, but they're three and six. Kenny Pickett is a rookie quarterback and um, he should have, started probably earlier than he did right he came in 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 that was that week three against the jets week four against the jets um came took over for mitchell trubisky and the team has never looked back not because they've been exceptional but because they clearly rally behind him he hasn't shown enough to me that he is definitely the franchise quarterback but he's definitely shown enough that you want to continue to surround him with weapons and give him a chance so trading away Trace Claypool is not the best decision, but they've also put the hands in George Pickens, the ball in the hands of George Pickens a lot, which I enjoy. Um, and I think uh, overall, that's really going to help a young quarterback to build a relationship with a young wide receiver, right? They're both rookies. And I think that relationship could be one that could be valuable for them for years to come. They have other good pieces, Najee Harris, Deontay Johnson, that could be impact players in the future. But for now, they're still growing. They're still developing. The talent's not fully there. Their defense has some incredible playmakers. So they they really could be a year away from being a team that's making noise in the playoffs. But for now, they're definitely in the tanking tier. Next up. No, no. You know what? Next up is going to be the pretender and contender tiers. I was debating putting a team in the pretender category. I mean, in the tanking category, but I'll, I'll put them in the pretender category and I'll make my way through uh, the, the next teams. I'm going to go in order. First off, we have the Arizona Cardinals. Cardinals currently sit at four and six. They're obviously a pretender in my mind. Cliff Kingsbury needs to win a few more games if he wants to keep his job. Kyler Murray hasn't taken the step up that I think a lot of people thought he would, especially with the receivers that they have, right? Robbie Anderson and DeAndre Hopkins are a good one and two, or I guess two and one respectively. Um, They have decent running backs, although they just uh, cut their backup running back, you know, but they have some decent talent but they're not putting it together. And I'm not sure Cliff Kingsbury is the guy to put it together, but I think they're going to think he is at least for the next year and try to run it back again. They're obviously a pretender. They're not going to make more noise in the playoffs if they do make it. And I'm not sure they're going to make it next up. We have the Ravens. They currently sit at six and three at the top of the AFC North They're They're a definite contender for me. 
Lamar Jackson is once again, you know, an incredible NFL MVP caliber quarterback. He's not going to win. He's not going to come close to winning because there's guys that are playing, you know, out outstanding football, but he's done really well with what limited options he has. The Raider, the Ravens, although their defense isn't as stout as it was in years past with Joe Flacco at the helm, they still have a very talented defense. They're adding pieces throughout the off. They added pieces throughout the off season. They're going to continue to add pieces in this off season. Getting Lamar Jackson, a wide receiver one is paramount for his stay long-term because he's, he's coming up for a contract and they clearly don't want to pay him as much as he probably deserves. This could be really the story of the offseason, in my opinion. His move could be crucial. You, you have teams that have a lot of talent outside of the quarterback position, whether it be the 49ers, whether it be the Jets, whether it be um, – who else am I thinking of? Um, I'm just looking through the teams. Maybe those are the two teams. I think those are the two teams, yeah, that I, that I classed there. They could – those two teams could make a move on Lamar Jackson and it's going to come down to whether Baltimore is willing to pay him enough and honestly get him a number one wide receiver, but they're still a contending team. They're still in this top tier. They might be at the bottom of the top tier, uh, but I'm not really concerned about putting them in order. So I'll stick them in the contending tier for sure. Next up we have Buffalo. I'm putting them in the pretender tier. No, I'm just kidding. I'm putting them in the contender tier. Josh Allen does look hurt. And if he is this hampered for the rest of the season, maybe we have to think about, moving them down just because he's such a focal point of their offense. And I don't buy that case Keenum is a starting caliber quarterback of a contending team. Um, if he's fully healthy, they're the, probably the best team in football. Let me hesitate. They're, they're the one of the top five teams in football. That's not a, they're one of the top three teams in football. I'll say I think it's between them, the chiefs and, and the Eagles. But if he is, and in any way compromised, and it seems to me that he is, I think they take a little bit of a step down behind, you know, the Baltimore's of the world and the other teams we'll talk about in a little bit. That's going to be the key for them. I, I don't think that, that's going to be the story. I don't think there's going to be anything else that really reigns supreme as an indicator of their success as to whether their franchise quarterback, a guy that you know runs an incredible amount for their offense and has a rocket right arm. I think he his health is going to be the story of their season, whether they go far or not. Next up, we have the Bears. And this is a tough one for sure. They're three and seven, but they're a pretender. And they were one of the teams that I could have put in the tanking. But I think that they're just above the teams below them because they have an answer at quarterback and because they've started to surround him with some talent. They've traded away some key defensive players, yes. But... Trading for Chase Claypool did wonders for Justin Fields. I referenced this last week on the podcast, but Mike Tannenbaum, former GM of the Jets and the Giants, when the trade happened for Chase Claypool, he said, don't be surprised if Justin Fields takes a step up because his confidence is jacked up, right? And he went against the Patriots and ran all over them. And then last week he proceeded to run all over them again. I am blanking on who he played. Was it Detroit? Uh, no, it was a team he lost to Miami. Miami and then Detroit. I'm sorry. Is that correct? Yeah, so he's played four games since. So against the Cowboys, Patriots, Cowboys, Dolphins, Lions. And he's put up crazy numbers. 29, so in subsequent weeks, 33, 29, 32, and 30 points. He's the future for the Chicago Bears at quarterback. And that's not something we've been able to say for years whether it was Mr. Trubisky or Jay Cutler or whoever they cycled through at quarterback, it was always not the guy. 
And now it's the guy. So this confidence boost, boost that Mike Tannenbaum talked about was getting a guy like Chase Claypool shows the quarterback that you're bought in on his success. And you see the same thing for Tua, although I think Tyreek Hill's talent is really what has helped Tua more than the, the confidence boost. But for Chase Claypool, it's, it's more than just the talent. It's the ability for Justin Fields to realize that he is in charge, that he should feel comfortable taking the leap, taking risks that he didn't previously take running outside of the pocket. And that's what makes him dynamic. And so they should be honored to be in the pretender tier from where they were, you know, even just early in the season or last season. They've got some way to, ways, you know, a, a decent way to go. But I think that this is a good spot that they're in. They have the answer at quarterback. Now it's just about surrounding him with the appropriate talent. Next up, we have the Bengals. The Bengals currently sit at five and four, second in the AFC North beside behind the Ravens. I'm going to put them in the contending tier, but I'd put them at the back half. I think that there's definitely a world where they can make a run at the Super Bowl, just like they did last year. I think they're better this year. I think Jamar Chase getting back eventually will really be key, but they're definitely better than they were. The offensive line has played significantly better as of like week three or so. Um, and Joe Burrow is a really good quarterback. That's, you know, all that exists. I guess when you have weapons like Chase and and Higgins and, and Boyd, you're able to be a very good quarterback because, you know, those are great options. Joe Mixon's a great option on the backfield, of course, too. But how can I say they're not contenders if they just made a run at the Super Bowl and they've gotten better, right? The NFL as a whole hasn't stepped up much more around them. That would be the only reason that they could take a step down uh, in this tier list, but I got to include them in contenders. Next up, we have the Cowboys, a team that if you asked me last week, I was a whole lot more excited about. I thought they were going to come out and stomp the Packers, but nonetheless, I'm going to put them in the contending tier. I think the Packers thing was a, a little blip on the radar, hopefully, I think Mike McCarthy is an awful head coach. And I'll I'll say that till the day I die. I said that at the end of his time in Green Bay, and they haven't really proved to have much more success without him. But he just makes boneheaded decisions year after year after year. The quarterback sneak last year with Dak Prescott killed him in the playoffs. Anyway, I'm not going to get into that part. But Dallas feels like a really complete team all the way around. They have good wide receiving options. They could use one more. Maybe that's Odell Beckham Jr., uh, but they have two really good running backs in Pollard and Elliott, and I'm not sure which one's better, to be honest. They have a good offensive line that's starting to gel a little bit more. Dak Prescott has always been a very good quarterback, borderline elite quarterback, and their defensive weapons are incredible. Micah Parsons is running all over the field, terrorizing individuals. He's the closest thing we've seen to Lawrence Taylor since Lawrence Taylor, and he's been incredibly to wa- incredible to watch. They've got de- good defensive backs. Overall, a very good defense. Stout talent all around. If they had a better head coach, I'd feel a lot better about them. And if I saw, if I'm ranking them before they played Green Bay, I'd, I'd say they're one of the top five teams in the NFL. But you know they're still in the contending tier. Next up, we have the Broncos. I and I'm obviously not putting them in the contender category. It's a debate whether I should put them in the pretender or the tanking category. And if if I called this category should be tanking. Maybe the Broncos go there, but because I think they're still going to try to make the playoffs, at least for the foreseeable future, even though they got rid of Bradley Chubb, they're still a team that has a lot of talent. So I'll put them in the back of the pretender tier. It kind of hurts because I, like I mentioned earlier, if you follow along with this podcast, I vehemently didn't like the Russell Wilson move for the Broncos perspective. 
And you see it between the Broncos and the Seahawks, who I'll rank next just for the purpose of conversation. Um, you see the difference, right? You see the difference in the talent overall. Um, and that maybe Russell Wilson was the problem in Seattle. The Seahawks, I'm also going to put in the pretender tier, which hurts, which hurts. I want to put them. I really want to put the Seahawks in the contender tier and the Broncos in the tanking tier just to further my narrative. But even though I love what I've seen from Geno Smith as a Jets fan who always believed that he had the talent and that if it weren't for IK and Kampali's uh, punch to his jaw, uh, I think he could have shown it in New York. But even though he's played well, there's still some old habits that refuse to die, that are dying hard. And you saw it last week. He kind of panicked in key situations where he just needed to remain calm and in that game against the Bucks, he looked he looked like Jets Geno Smith and not Seahawks Geno Smith. And that's what I think is keeping them from a contender category. They've got good wide receivers, right? DK Metcalf, Tyler Lockett, um, you know, have both played incredibly well. Kenneth Walker looks like a revelation, that rookie late round pick at running back. They have some decent defensive pieces. They're going to get Jamal Adams back, who's definitely an impact player. But... The quarterback play, it, this is another team. If you would ask me last week, I'd probably sneak them into the back of the contender tier. But those flashes of of, of pre-2020 Geno Smith that came out against the Bucs, I'm a little bit nervous about. So I'll have to keep them in pretender tier. Next up, we have the Packers. Easily in the contending tier for me. This is the most solid addition I could make. I think there's an outside chance they sneak into the playoffs if Aaron Rodgers performs well. And if they do... You never know, but currently they sit at four and six. They're second in the division behind the Vikings. It's Aaron Rodgers and his young receivers. That's the story of the season. And last week against the Packers, I guess the Packers, against the Cowboys, they proved to have some kind of connection, right? He's proving to really want to make this work with these two young receivers in Lazard and in, um, oh my gosh, I'm blanking, um, the rookie receiver they just drafted. I'm going to have to look at the roster because I'm blanking. Um, but he he's definitely developing chemistry uh, uh, with these guys, right? Uh, Romeo Dobbs is the guy I was thinking of. Romeo Dobbs is up to 314 yards receiving. Alan Lazard has 472. Robert Tunyon has 323 in the middle. And they've got two incredible running backs, right? Aaron Jones and A.J. Dillon are, are impact players. They complement each other really well, right? One bruiser, one cruiser, if you will, um, that really help the offense flow. And if Aaron Rodgers can develop connections with these young receivers in place of Devonte Adams, then they could sneak into the playoffs and move up to the back end of the contender tier, just be based on his talent alone. So far, he hasn't shown this. I think they're firmly in the pretender tier until they show me a little bit more. Next up, we have the chiefs. I'm sticking them at the front of the contender tier. They're the best team in the AFC. And I'm going to say they're the best team in the NFL. I'm not doubting Patrick Mahomes until I'm proven wrong. They're seven and two this year on on pace to be what roughly 14 and three, 13 and four. That's an incredible year. Despite us saying they might not have it this year, the situation with them losing Tyreek Hill was certainly one that was lamented in the off season. And Hill has been playing very well for the dolphins. But at the end of the day, if he has Travis Kelsey and if he has a bevy of wide receivers that are decently talented and he has Andy Reid as his head coach, I'm trusting the talent of Patrick Mahomes. I think he's the best quarterback in the NFL, and I I, I think it's not that close. I think he's a tier above Josh Allen. He's a tier above Lamar Jackson. He's a tier above, you know, whoever you want to include just below that, you know, Tua or Hurts. 
I think Patrick Mahomes is the premium talent of this generation, and they've surrounded him with enough talent to be the best team in the NFL. They're firmly in the contender tier. Anyone that tells you opposite is crazy. Next up, we have the Chargers. My oh my, the Chargers cost analysts a lot of money. I'm going to put them in the pretender tier. They haven't shown the leap that I think a lot of people thought, and I think the coach is really the main issue there. Uh, But, you know, they have talent at the end of the day. Justin Herbert, Austin Eckler, Keenan Allen, Mike Williams. They've got talent. They've got good defensive players. I mean, Khalil Mack and and, uh, Joey Bosa are are one of the better pass-rushing duos in my head that I could think of in the NFL. But, you know, they've lost a few key games. And at the end of the day, they could be one of those teams that are sneaking into the playoffs. They're tied for a playoff spot currently with the Patriots. So they could be, you know, they could grab that seventh seed and and Justin Herbert's arm could be enough to win you a game, especially with those offensive talents. Uh, But I think not much more than that. You know, I don't think they're beating the Chiefs. I don't think they're beating the Bills. I don't think they're beating the Ravens. I don't think they're beating the Bengals. So I have to stick them in the pretender tier. And that's just the status of where they are. Next up, we have the Rams currently sitting at three and six. Yeah, they're a pretender. If Odell Beckham Jr. signs there, which is, you know, they're one of the teams that's in contention, I could easily see them, you know, making a run at the last playoff spot, but I don't think they get it at the end of the day. I think there's clearly some pieces missing. There's, you know, call it a Super Bowl hangover, call it the impact of guys like Vaughn Miller that left in free agency. I just think that they're a step worse than they were last year. And it felt like a miracle run last year. I don't think a lot of people thought that, but to me, it felt like two teams in the Super Bowl that really didn't deserve to be there. It felt like it should have been, you know, the Bucs and the Chiefs in the the Super Bowl, the Bucs and the Bills, or, you know, whoever of these contending teams, the the Packers and the Bills, the even the 49ers and the Bills, the Rams and the Bengals both felt like they were on, you know, a pretty talented miracle run. And, you know, I don't think a lot of people are going to agree with that take, but that's just how I felt, you know, during last season. And they lost some of that talent, and they're clearly a step lower than they were. Matthew Stafford's got to show something toward the back half of this year. If they're not, if he doesn't, they're probably seriously thinking about, you know, what other options are available outside for quarterback. Maybe they could be a suitor for Lamar Jackson if they can get off Stafford's money. I don't know. They're kind of a disappointing team all around. So, are they better than their their three and six record says they are? Yes, but I'd still have them in the pretender tier. Next up, we have the Dolphins. I'm sticking the Dolphins in the contender tier, and I know a lot of teams don't do that, or a lot of people wouldn't say that. That's what I meant to say. Uh, but they're currently sitting at the top of the division, seven and three. And if Josh Allen is compromised, they're probably the division winner. I believe in Tua, and that's crazy to say, because in that thread of tweets that I talked about where I had NFL hot takes, there's a freezing cold one where I said Tua's inability to hit a deep ball is going to lose them some games. And maybe maybe it still will. And maybe, you know, he's not the best quarterback in the league. He's not, spoiler alert. But he's definitely a good quarterback. And the deep ball seems to not be that much of an issue yet. It could be in the future could be in the playoffs he's definitely underthrown Tyree Kill and Jalen Waddle a few times but nonetheless they have good talent Bradley Chubb was a good addition they're going all in on this year and if they're the division winner I could see them winning more than one playoff game if they're not the division winner I could see them upsetting a team like Baltimore or a team like um whoever's going to win the AFC South for sure Tennessee um and you know at least winning a playoff game but I could see them making a run next up we have the Vikings contender i think they're the second best team in the nfc right behind the eagles 
they're talented all around. Justin Jefferson is a top three wide receiver in the NFL, and he might be number one. Incredible talent and incredible catch against Buffalo. They have impact players all over the place, and they add TJ Hawkinson to a team that already had incredible talent. Dalvin Cook, Alexander Madison. Kirk Cousins looks really good, and it's crazy to say that a coaching change really unlocked that. You see coaching changes in the NFL sometimes have negative impacts like they did in in Denver. Um, And this one had a crazy positive impact. And I believe in the Vikings to make a a run. I I believe in them to be be able to, I should say, I believe that they're able to beat any team in the NFL, even the Eagles who they already lost to. And so I have to put them in the contender tier. If they're able to beat any team in the NFL, they have to be in this top tier. Next up, we have the Patriots. Yeah, they're in the pretender tier. I don't think I need to talk a lot about this. I don't even know if Mac Jones is the answer. Maybe it's Bailey Zappi. Maybe we're having another, you know, if you have two quarterbacks, you have none quarterbacks. <laughs> that didn't make sense, but you get the point. Um, conversation with the with the New England Patriots. But the talent around the quarterback position isn't enough to propel them into the contending tier. Bill Belichick's not enough either. They're solidly in the pretender category, and I think they will be until they seriously add talent to this roster. Next up, the Giants. Really one of the fun stories this season, but I got to put him in the pretender tier. The offensive talent just isn't there. And and you see the Giants are the prime example of a head coach making a huge difference. I just talked about uh, the Vikings, but Brian Dable rhymes with table. He is setting the table in New York. He has made guys like Saquon Barkley and Daniel Jones buy in and play incredibly well. Uh, they need a home run hitting wide receiver. And I, I've talked about Odell Beckham about, you know, around several teams in this discussion, but if they get Odell Beckham, if he re- realigns with them, which I don't think is the best situation for his own interest, but that's not neither here nor there. Um, they could be a team that wins a game in the playoffs just from coaching and the minimal talent alone, but they had a good draft, right? Evan Neal looks good. Um, Thomas looks good on the opposite side, by the way, I, ha- I haven't talked enough about him. Um, but uh, Kayvon Thibodeau looks good. They, they've made good draft picks. Daniel Bellinger, uh, Carius Tony is gone, but they, they have other wide receivers that are decent enough, right? Sterling Shepard and, and, um, Kenny Dalladay, they probably want more of an impact from Wandale Robinson has looked to be an athletic freak. I think they have some talent and they're building and New York Giants fans should be excited because this regime has shown to be competent with players that weren't competent under the last regime. So who knows what happens when this regime gets their players in, but they're still not at that top tier and that's okay. That's okay. Next up, we have the Jets, my favorite team. And as much as I would love to stick them in the contending tier, I think they're in the pretender tier. They've proven they can beat anyone on any given Sunday. And, you know, unlike the Vikings, who I think is, a you know, there's a strong possibility they can beat everyone, any any team on any given Sunday. I think the Jets have a slight chance to beat anyone and they have a good chance to beat the mediocre teams in the NFL. And that's what they're doing, right? They're beating up on the bad teams and they're playing the good teams pretty well. They've got some talent and I'd love to talk about their talent for days. I mean, guys like Quinn and Williams... And Sauce Gardner, man. If, if I'm going to buy an NFL jersey, it's going to be a Sauce Gardner jersey because, whew, like, his impact on that defensive side. Him and DJ Reed are probably the best cornerback duo in the in the NFL. And, they, you know, they propelled that defense to be a ferocious unit. It really comes down to whether Zach Wilson screws up or not. And he's got good weapons. I know Brees Hall's out for the year, but he's got James Robinson. He's got Michael Carter. He's got Corey Davis. He's got Garrett Wilson. He's got Elijah Moore, albeit the discontent wide receiver that he is. He's got 
um, you know, CJ Uzoma and Tyler Conklin and, and Braxton Berrios and even Jeff Smith and Denzel Mims. He's got good talent around him, but if he's not the guy, they're going to look to get Lamar Jackson. And that'd be a scary team, man. I think they're in that top tier if they get a quarterback like Lamar Jackson, but in this current year, Zach Wilson could develop and they could win a playoff game, but I don't think they'd go much further than that. Next up, we have the Eagles, obviously a contender, just a complete roster all the way around. And they make continued additions getting linebacker from Chicago. I've been impressed with Jalen Hurts, a quarterback that I didn't think had a lot of talent. I, I haven't believed in a lot of Alabama quarterbacks, as you see of my conversation around Tua and Mac Jones. But all three of them have played relatively well. Mac Jones being the worst, but Jalen Hurts and Tua have, have played really well. And Jalen Hurts has proved a lot of doubters wrong. And, you know, obviously adding a wide receiver like A.J. Brown and, and you know, having a developing young receiver in Devontae Smith and the other pieces they have around him has certainly helped. The defense has been really good. They're a complete team all around. And Jalen Hurts on top of that could make you, you know, pay with his legs. I think they are obviously the best team in the NFC. They're the second best team in the NFL right behind Kansas City. And I think they're going to end up being the team that represents the NFC in the Super Bowl. So obviously they're a contender. Next up, we have the 49ers. I would feel disingenuous, including teams like the Bengals and the Dolphins in the contending tier uh, without including the 49ers. And maybe I should have made another tier for the upper echelon, you know, the Kansas City, the Buffalo, the Baltimore's, the the Philadelphia's and the, and the Minnesota's of the world. But San Francisco's right in that tier with Dallas, with Cincinnati, and with Miami as a team that could make a run if they're in the right situation. Jimmy Garoppolo can't screw things up. That's that's key for their success. They've got a great defense, got great weapons around Garoppolo. I mean, probably the best running back wide receiver tight end trio in the NFL, in, in McCaffrey, in Debo Samuel, and uh, obviously in George Kittle. If they had a franchise quarterback, like I just talked about the Jets with Lamar Jackson, think about if the 49ers had Lamar Jackson. They'd be the best team in the NFL, and I don't think it'd be close. That would be absolutely spectacular. Could you imagine that run game with Lamar Jackson, Christian McCaffrey, and Debo Samuel? Are you kidding me? That would be insane. And then both of those, both Samuel and McCaffrey could split out wide. Gosh, that would be juicy. But nonetheless, this year, if Jimmy Garoppolo doesn't screw things up, they have a chance, and that's what it comes down to. Is he going to win a game for you? Probably not. But is he going to lose the game for you? Maybe. And that's what they got to hope he doesn't do. Next up, we have the Bucks. I'm going to put them in the pretender tier. They're the team that's probably going to win this division, but I don't think they go much further. I think Brady should have probably stayed retired, but, you know, not to delve into his personal life. <laughs> in football, football reasons, he probably shouldn't have came back to the Bucks. They don't have the same level of talent that they did last year. And I, I, I wouldn't hate someone putting them in the contender tier. You know, if you want to split, like I said, the contending tier into two teams, those upper echelon, and then the teams that are, you know, that could have a chance to make a run. I wouldn't hate if you put them in that tier of uh, teams that could have a chance, but I don't believe in the talent. Even if they add a guy like Gronkowski, you know, a late season addition, he's not there now. Antonio Brown's not there now. Mike Evans looks a step slow. Godwin's never been like a number one wide receiver type. The tight ends are being overutilized, in my opinion. Right backs have been decent, and the defense has been decent, but I just don't believe in the talent overall to really put them in that top tier. Next up, we have the Titans. I'm putting them in the pretender tier, and as much as I think Derrick Henry could carry them into the contending tier, I think 
whatever's going on at the quarterback position now and in the future is a real problem. Malik Willis doesn't look ready. doesn't look anywhere close to ready. And Ryan Tannehill is one of those quarterbacks that you don't believe in to win your football game. Like I talked about with Jimmy Garoppolo, you hope that he doesn't screw up the game, but San Francisco has so much talent around Garoppolo that it keeps them in that upper tier by itself. I don't think Tannehill has enough talent around him in Tennessee. I just realized Tannehill in Tennessee is kind of hard to say, but that's besides the point. Um, Listen, they're going to win the division. Maybe they win a playoff game if they get the right opponent, but they're not winning a Super Bowl, and they're not going on a run to the Super Bowl, so I have to stick them in the pretending tier. Next up, Washington. This was easy. Pretending tier. It comes down to the quarterback position. I think they have a lot of talent. I think they have a lot of talent. Robinson looks good. Um, McLaurin's obviously great. Uh, Curtis Samuel's good. But, you know, their, their offensive line is good. Their defense is playing better they weren't playing well to start the year ron rivera is a coach you can trust um and they maybe they're selling the team which is a whole nother layer that i'd love to spend a, a whole episode talking about daniel snyder and his ineptitude and hopefully washington fans finally get a competent owner but carson wentz taylor heineke either way i just don't believe in their abilities to take the team to contending level and just like i talked about with the titans they don't have enough talent to carry them in the contending level like san francisco does so i'll stick them in the pretending tier firmly there uh even if they're close to a playoff spot right now and that'll do it those are our tiers um so for the for the audience listening at home contending tier we had the chiefs the ravens the bills the Bengals, the dallas cowboys the dolphins the Vikings, the Eagles, and the 49ers. Pretending tier, we had the Chargers, the Seahawks, the Cardinals, the Bears, the Broncos, the Packers, the Rams, the Patriots, the Giants, the Jets, the Bucks, the Titans, and the Commanders. And then in the tanking tier, we had the Falcons, the Panthers, the Browns, the Lions, the Texans, the Colts, uh, the Jaguars, the Raiders, the Saints, and the Steelers, which, all of which, by the way, three teams... Well, one team that doesn't have their quarterback in, in the Browns and two teams that have young quarterbacks that still need some more talent in the Jaguars and the Steelers and then every other team that could be looking for a starting quarterback next year. That's that's why pretenders and contenders tearless. I hope you enjoyed this. If you did enjoy this episode of the podcast, I would really appreciate you hitting the subscribe button down below. If you're watching on YouTube, click the bell to get notified whenever a new video comes out and click the like button. It'll get suggested on the YouTube homepage to people who are new to lots of thoughts, sports content, and we can grow this community. Um, If you're interested in, oh, I'm sorry. If you're listening on a podcast platform, rate us five stars. That'll help with, you know, mobility of the podcast. And like I said, get more people joining the community. If you're interested in content on our other platforms, Instagram, uh, at lots of thoughts sports twitter at lot sports pod tiktok at lots of thoughts sports We're on facebook lots of thoughts a sports podcast over there same thing on youtube where you can find us at youtube.com slash at lots of thoughts sports this has been an nfl pretender and contender tier list on this episode of lots of thoughts of sports podcast i hope you enjoyed thank you very much for watching or listening and have a wonderful rest of your day <laughs>